Okay, and now I'm going to do the intro, and here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, they themselves, welcome to All the Comics, by the Comics, for the Comics. Uh, this week's episode, very happy about who we have on the show, Mr. Kelvin Evans and Ms. Sabine Sadiq. I'm your host, Pat Truard. Uh, this week's episode, we're going to talk about uh, what it means to be a host. Uh, hosting in general. For comedians, uh, most of you understand what this is. Some newer comedians, for veteran comedians, for newer comedians, this is, you know, I had a lot of questions and I wanted to have an episode where we could answer that. Like, what does it mean to be a host? Because uh, a lot of people have a lot of different definitions. And for any anyone not in comedy, uh, the host is kind of a role that many times gets overlooked. Uh, by the general audience. So we kind of wanted to uh, have a sneak behind the curtains of what goes into hosting a show and all the elements that come with it. So uh, we're, we're just going to get right into it. Uh, let's start with uh, Sabim. Uh, Sabim, for those of you that, so for those of the people listening that do not know you, Sabim, who are you as, uh, as a person, a comedian, and what does hosting mean to you? Yes, thanks for having me. Um, I... <laughs> I am a Muslim Pakistani person. Uh, I'm not going to go straight into my material now. Um, that's usually the beginning of that <laughs> joke. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm a comedian and an actor now. And um, it's funny because yesterday I, I shot a commercial where I had to push a girl up a hill. So that was really fun. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a non-union gig and we pushed a grill. But like they had two women and a guy just pushing a grill. Anything could have happened to us, but um, it was fun. And um, yeah, so I think I'm hosting, I actually run a show in, in Brooklyn, New York right now called Stage Fest Live. And I host that show. Um, I guess hosting for me is, it's part of, it's part of standup. It's, it's like a big part of it where you're kind of learning how to, I don't know, work that. It's a very specific muscle where you're, you're, talking you're doing crowd work you're playing with the audience you're getting comfortable you kind of have to let yourself be loose so I think it's something like when I think about hosting I'm like oh this is learning this is really good for me like I'm not always loving it but I know it's really good for me and when I'm in it like and I and and the crowd is with me and there's like a good vibe I'm just like yeah this is awesome okay we're, we're, we're doing it yeah it's a good feeling isn't it yeah yeah. yeah, and in uh, our, our second guest, Mr. Calvin Evans. Uh, Calvin, one of our first conversations I remember actually was about hosting uh, a show. <laughs> and so, Calvin, uh, just to, same question to you: Who are you as a person, comedian, and, and what does hosting mean to you? Uh, I'm a stand-up comedian, actor, writer. Uh, you know what? I, I, I hate kind of breaking up. I'm an entertainer. Like I just enjoy uh, entertainment, any, every, every, every art form. Um, to me, hosting uh, is the most important job of of any show. When you think about the MC, the master of ceremonies, it's about literally controlling the floor of the show, the vibe of the show, bringing people in, resetting, stretching. It's like the, the host is the glue that, that, that holds the show together. And um, I was fortunate enough to, to see like great hosts in Chicago um, at different comedy clubs. And it gave me an appreciation for it because the host can, can kill a show or a host can save a show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great segue. So what are some uh, lessons that both of you learned early on about hosting? Well, I think like how Calvin just said that like, you know, a host can kill a show or just like make the show. Like, I feel that's so hard because I've been producing this brand new show in Brooklyn and I was like the first show, it's it's um, it's like in a small studio space. I wasn't comfortable in my settings yet. And I I would just like kind of just jump into my material and I was like, wait, what am I doing? Like, I, like the crowd, I wasn't like pulling the crowd in. And 
I, after a little, after a few minutes and I think I, I talked to one of the audience members and then I was like, oh, here we go. Or I'm, I'm fixing it. And I got them to be on my side a little bit more. And ever since then, like now we're on the third show and I'm like doing more crowd work. I'm engaging with them more. And I'm like, yeah, like I need to be doing this for the show to go well. And it's like your responsibility. Like you have, like, you, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's the most important thing. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely feel that right now as like a host for a brand new show. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's you have to be very unselfish as a host, yeah. right? And it's uh, I, I kind of share your sentiments of like I feel that the host and and the live shows a part of their big part of responsibility is to pull information from the audience. So the rest of the performers, like I find it jogs things in their memory, or it might play well for their sets, uh, and you know, like essentially setting things up for success. Now, all three of us have been in Chicago. Uh, and so obviously there's a, a certain element of like learning from second city, Calvin, you were in second city, right. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, Sabine with the classes and like pulling information for improv. So your teammates can do, can, can do better. I know that's terrible grammar, but, uh, and that's, I feel like that's been a big, big part of hosting. Uh, Calvin, what do you think about that? Uh, to what I learned watching, watching like really good hosts is that you have, you have the most important job and you don't matter at the same time. <laughs> and and I, I say that because, because I've, I've watched, I've, I've done shows uh, and I've been, I was fortunate enough because uh, years ago, Zanies used to, they used to allow comics to be house MCs for the month. So you get to learn how to host. And like, like Sabine said, like you, you going on stage just doing material kind of alienates the crowd. And as a host, you have to come in and say, hey, let me corral everybody together and get that information, make them feel like, hey, you're important. I'm going to, you know, get all your talking out the way now. You can talk to me <laughs> because once the show starts, we're not doing that anymore. So it's like understanding like, hey, I may have a funny joke or I may want to have like a great set, but it's just like, no, it's not. It's not about me. And just being like being fine with people coming up to you after the show. Like, hey, man, you, you should you should you ever thought about doing comedy or like being like a comedian? you like, what are you? Like what do you what do you think I was doing? Like that? And that's that's the that's the craziest. It's like it's crazy. It's like I was there. They introduced me. So I think a lot of times when you get brought to the stage, that's why the uh, the, the manager when they announce your host and first comedian coming to the stage, just to let people know this person is a comedian. So treat him as such. Yeah, I always forget that people don't realize that until they tell you that, and you're like, you didn't think I was a comedian this whole time. <laughs> Are you kidding? Hey, you, you, you just the person that that start the show. You just bring the people up. You're not doing jokes. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, what do you think I did with you? Like, <laughs> I roasted you. That was jokes. Yeah, they're all jokes. Yeah. What do you think that was? Twenty minutes of me talking to total strangers on stage, unprompted, with no information ahead of the show. Yeah, I'll think about doing comedy. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Kevin, what were some early lessons like, uh, or maybe stories that you had from early on in hosting as you were learning how to be a good host? Um, and I, I always refer back to Zanies because uh, Bert Haas, who was the, the general manager of Zanies, um, as as hard as he was on comedians, he always he taught the importance of like structure in the show. So I learned that the host the host should be clean. I shouldn't. I, I should I be clean. Be prepared to make announcements. Be prepared to to make adjustments on the fly. Um, I've been handed notes on stage like, "Hey, the headline is still not here." Uh, or change of plans, bring this person. So it's just like learning how to almost the same with, with improv, being able to to be changeable in a moment and just be open to, you know, to anything that can happen. 
And um, also what's important is like um, being able to, to read a crowd, to know, you know, hey, I, I need to go tell the comics, hey, this guy in the front, is he gonna be a problem? Or even, uh, I'm jumping all over the place, but just I'm like controlling the show. Somebody goes up and destroys, knowing how to go go on stage and make a, make a have to make the decision of, do I just keep it going? Because I know these comics uh, energies don't match. So I, should I bring, bring them down a little bit to transition or should I just let keep it rolling? Don't go up and don't do no time. The crowd is hot, just keep it going. Or if a com comic goes up and has a, a rough set, I got to go up there and let me tell a few jokes to, to reset the crowd and get them ready for the next comic. So just that, that selflessness and that, you know, the eye of, you know, hosting, hosting the show. Yeah. That's it. So, all right, for both of you, though, like that's a that's a classic question of uh, Kelvin, what you mentioned of the, this person just destroyed. Do I keep going? Do I just that was that now coming to the stage? Do I keep it going? Do I say one thing or do I slow it down? What goes into your both? I want to hear the thought process of like and let's do the comic crushes. Comic does good. Comic bombs. Those three situations of then what you do to follow those three situations as the host? Um, I guess, like, I agree with, like, with Calvin about, like, when a comic crushes, yeah, you're thinking about, like, what you should do next. I, for me, it, like, it, it, I've had moments where, I've had hosting situations where, like, I did try to do a joke after someone crushed, and it was, like, very mediocre, and I was like, oh, shit, like, that was not needed, and then I have to just, like, then I have to like do something else. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, did I just destroy the energy guys? Okay. Um, well, let, and then like, I mean, I, I hand, I don't think I do the right thing every time, but you know, sometimes I'll just like acknowledge it that like, I just did a weird thing and then they'll be okay with that. And then I'll move on and bring the next comic up. I don't think that's always the right thing to do, but, um, or yeah, like, I feel like when someone just does, okay, I'll just try to add it, not a tag to their joke, but just like kind of just talk about my own experience with that joke. Or if I have something relatable in any material that I have, I'll do a quick one and then I'll bring up the next comic. Um, and if someone bombs, then yeah, like I, I do feel like I need to do some, a little bit longer material before bringing someone. Nice. And if, as soon as I hear a laugh, even if it's small, I'm like, okay, cool. Let's just keep it going now. Like if it's a total bomb, will you address it? The showcase? I'll, no. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'll say it's, it's coming up doing comedy on the north side and south side of Chicago. Like the, the host on the north side of Chicago is like the bottom of the rung. So that's usually like in that comedy club is, the, is the, the new guy just giving you time, getting your feet wet. On the south side, the host is the show. So we don't, we, it's not that we don't care who's on the show, but we come because the host. And it was like that Apollo style where it's just like, oh, if you bombed, the host is going to go up and tear you apart in front of the whole room. And it's like it's and it's open it's open mic Wednesday, and people come for that. They come they come to see good comedy, but if you bomb, the host is like you know who the hell was this guy? I met him in the bathroom. You know he's saying you know whatever just to just to and it's like the crowd loves that. I I I can enjoy it, but at the same time, I'm not the type of person that would like oh, I, if you just bombed, I'm gonna make you feel worse for bombing. It's just like I still I gotta see you after the show. We still comedians. I get you after that set, but um. The, the, the discernment of what to do is, I'll, as the host is like, okay, I know this guy is high energy. He's going, he, he lit the room up. 
And then this other guy's going to come, and I know he kind of low energy, monotone. I can't just be like, let's keep it going. And then when I bring him to the stage, people still laugh at the last comic. The last comic, like, oh my god, he was okay. Go ahead, go ahead. I, you can't. I can't set you up like that. So. And then it's also like if the show's going good and I feel like I have like a good joke that's going like, bam, like it's, it's right. Like it's a good joke that like fits in what would just happen and then keep it moving. But I think definitely with a bomb, you have to, you have to kind of like let the, let the dust settle. Like, all right, all right, everybody calm down. Hey, let me tell y'all a little bit about me. Let me tell you this joke. And then I'm gonna bring this next comic up because the worst thing is to have somebody bomb and you just run the next comic and the crowd just like. Yeah. It's so awkward. It's so uncomfortable for that next comic. I mean, I, okay. I had a situation where I wasn't hosting, but this was like a festival in San Francisco and I was maybe like a year in. And I think I, like, I was still uncomfortable with myself on stage. And so the guy that went up before me went over his time and they were playing him off, but he didn't realize he went over his time. So the crowd got kind of tight. The host came up and took him off stage and then just introduced the next comic. The host just like brought me up. Like they didn't, they didn't warm up the crowd. The crowd was like, what's going on? The music just played. This comic just got off. This is weird. They were so quiet and I didn't acknowledge it either. So then I just bombed for like six minutes. And um, so that was not hosting. That was not good hosting like that. You should have talked about it. That just made me think of it for a second where I was like, you have to acknowledge like, not that the guy bombed or like, I mean, yeah, you have to say something about it. Otherwise, the crowd isn't ready for what's going to come next, you know? Fix it. You, you got to fix it somehow. Yeah. Fix it. Now, you know, it don't have to be perfect, but, but fix it. Because I feel like as the host, the crowd expects you because you have the, you, you've created that, that rapport and that relationship with the, with the audience. So if I come on stage and I don't acknowledge something after we, we, we've, we have this rapport, it's just like, you're not going to say anything about that thing. But I thought we were cool. We you, yeah. we talked about everything. We talked about this person's birthday and this person. You're not gonna say nothing about. Oh come on! No. Yeah. I told you a deep dark secret. You said it yeah. to everyone on stage, and it was great. <laughs> How are you not addressing yeah. this right now? Right. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And it had if I was like like now the the person I am now. If I like if I was on stage at that point, then I'd address it, right? But like as a newer comic, I like didn't know what to do, and I was like, I think this. Is, I think I just go through my material now. <laughs> but you know. I don't know. I think I think a comic can fix a, a comic can use that if a host does something weird like before you go up, I'd say use that and be like, "Okay, well, they didn't talk about how weird it was that the music was on. Do you guys are you guys still into this?" Like it's almost like the next comic has to do the host job for a second at that yeah. point. Cuz as the host, it tell me uh, if you guys agree or disagree on this, but it's you're the voice of the audience and the comedians and the venue all at once. Yeah. Uh, of like, yeah, you have to address what's going on, but like uh, on both sides, like Kelvin's saying, all right, hey, comics, we've got this guy in the front row host. I'm going to try and take the bullet on this and try and derail this before it becomes a total wreck uh, by just wiping them out with conversation or, uh, hey, audience, that comic, wow, that we, we can't all be winners tonight, can we? Right? Or like it's just <laughs> something that's not a shot. And then also like integrating Kelvin, getting the message of what's going on and having to deal with other situations, which you guys, I know Sabine, you're a host producer as well. Kelvin, you produce some shows as well on your own, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, let's talk about the element of being a host and a producer and just that added element of like what that's all about uh, when you're running the show that you're producing. And then how did you, as a producer, how did you build it? 
How did you host it? What are recommendations that you would have because you're taking on a whole new set of responsibilities as the producer as well, in addition to hosting the show? Um, okay, I'll just go first. Um, okay. I feel like I have a bunch of things, but um, so I think that like, I never thought I was necessarily a good producer. I There's like a lot of responsibility that comes with it. You know, you have to make sure the comics are prepared like a few days before you have to keep checking in with them and being like, all right, show's going to start at this time. And like giving them all the details of all of the stuff. Right. Um, so I just started at this company in Brooklyn where I'm running a show called stage fest live. Um, and it's been so much fun and I'm the producer and host and brand representative. So I almost, we have to talk, I have to talk about their technology on the show. So I'm doing like way too many things. And I kind of love it because it's uh, it's I'm learning so much as a host where I'm like okay like like I have to make the crowd like me I also have to talk about the technology it's like this phone app where you can win prizes while you watch comedy shows and so I have to talk about that and I have to kind of I have to like really just be in the moment and know when the audience just doesn't want any more technology and they want to just jump into the next comic or if they're okay learning about it a little bit more or if they there's and I give them prizes so there's a lot that I have to do um and then as a producer I feel like I've really learned a lot like because I'm I'm the main producer and then I have the whole team which is my company and they they're like a live streaming company and they kind of support me and they give me the money to like do the things like to do Facebook ads to do Instagram ads and all that stuff so that's really great but I'm the person that has to like do all the booking, um, you know, just pay the comics, let everyone know what the show is about, tell them the, the structure. And, um, you know, I guess like, I, I just, I guess it's been like a real like eye opener of how important it is that comics come to shows on time <laughs> because it's like, that doesn't always happen. And if someone's missing and, and like you just, it messes with the order. And because I have so much to do with the show, it's like, I need everyone there at a specific time. Otherwise I'm screwed. And I, and it just becomes a mess for my whole team. So I feel like as a producer, I've learned a lot and I think I've gotten better at it because I understand now that communication is so important and booking people that are actually going to show up on time is so important. And that's, that's a big thing. Note for new comics, just make the producer's life as easy as possible. Yes. <laughs> just say yes. You've got a lot going on. <laughs> Yeah. And that makes you more bookable. You could be uh, uh, average or above average comedian and get booked on more shows than someone who crushes every time because I, I can say it. I will just, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, that's just a note for comics. Kelvin, uh, producer host. I mean, how does that, what's that look like to you? What are the things that, uh, that you think work and don't work as a producer host? Uh, as a, I, I produced a show 20, I, I produced it probably like for two years. It was called a Calvin Evans comedy show. And it was a, a, a Dave Chappelle type show where it was like, I, I showed sketches in the show. I had a crowd trivia. I did it with standup comics. So it was like this mix and it was tape. Um, having to wear the three piece producer, promoter and performer is, is a very stressful job. As Ben was saying, it's like, I have to I have to look at the show as an audience member, as a as a producer of the show. Like, what do I, what do I want this to look like? How do I want the tables, the chairs, everything to look, the lighting, so that when people come to the show, are they experiencing the show the way I want them to experience it? Um, also, on the production side, I had people helping me from like a we had like a 
at the time we were using Prezi. I don't even know if that's still a thing, but it was just like a, it, it was like a, like a slide, but like a, like a, a very innovative slide uh, PowerPoint. So you can get like backdrops. Oh, we got a video here. We got the comics name. So it was like, now I have to, I have to manage that person. I have to manage the person that's taking tickets at the door um, or, or taking care of RSVP. So it's like that, that producer outside of it, that's the, that's the show. Then I have to promote the show. I have to get people to come to the show. That's like a whole nother, whole nother work was like, what does the marketing look like? You said Facebook ads, we handed out physical, physical uh, flyers or we, we hitting people up. And then I have to, after all that is done, everybody sit down and I'm, you know, running around. It's like, okay, now I got to be funny on stage. I have to host a show. I have to make sure that the comics there on time. So I think it's, it's, it's good to always, if you, if you have a show surrounding yourself with uh, other producers, other comics, maybe that can take on tasks. That's not, that it's not all on you or knowing people that are good at the things that you need help with in terms of producing the show. Um, yeah, it's just like like I said, the three P's: producer, promoter, and performer. It's it's a, it's a lot of work to to produce a good show, and it, and it helps to have help. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin, what were the series of events that led up to you uh, producing that show? Um, it was just to to me like in the Chicago comedy scene. This was like early twenty tens. Um, if you if you were like working a scene, it was just like you should have a show to 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 give yourself stage time, but to give other comics stage time. Um, so I was like looking around and I was just like, I want to have a dope show. Like, like, uh, comedians, you should know to me at the time, it was like one of the best shows. Um, they had the, like, just they, every, the, the location at Timothy O'Toole's was amazing. Pack, pack crowds every week. You would have drop-ins from whoever was headlining around the city at, at comedy clubs, but they couldn't promote it. But you knew like somebody was going to stop in. Um, the professionalism, it was like funny people that you respected on the scene. And it felt like a rite of passage. Like, oh, I got on comedians, you should know. And, you know, getting that email like, hey, these are the details, your time, all that stuff. So that was like, I want to be able to do something like that for comics and, and, you know, give myself stage time and hopefully create something that's long lasting. Yeah. And then what ended up happening with it? Um, so I did the show. I, I, I said it was seasons, but it was like uh, it was like three month stretches. And then I take a break then three months. And then the Laugh Factory opened up and I want to say 2013. I was like, I want to go big. Let's go to the Laugh Factory. And it was just a different, now I had somebody micromanaging a show that I already had in place. Cause it's like, Oh, this is how we need to, we need to have this many people here. And I'm just like, okay, well I need the video. So it was like, they kind of took, they took the fun out of me doing a show. And then to, then it felt, it didn't feel right to go backwards. Like I was in a, cause I produced a show at a bowling alley, like in a, in a restaurant, in a bowling alley. And it was, it was great. But then it goes to the laugh factory. And it was like, Oh, we moving up. And then that's not working. Well, I don't want to go back to the bowling alley. Yeah. So isn't that amazing of uh, you had your vision for it and it didn't matter where it was. I mean, as long as it was under with your vision, as long as it was what you did. And as soon as that vision changed and it goes to what's supposed to be the platform, it changes. Not yeah. not for the good of like you find like I think that's a learning experience. Like if you have a show and you're really passionate about it and you create it. You just need somewhere for people to see the performers and not have like major distractions. And, and you just need, that's, that's really all you need. Then you can build everything else as a good producer perform. Wait, what was the third one? Producer, performer, and promoter. Promoter. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. So be what just, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Just because you build it, that don't mean they're going to come. Not with <laughs> comedy shows. That is oh, this. 
That is the hardest thing. And I know like a fat factory, it's, you have, so you're like responsible for filling up the seats, right? Yeah. For the shows. Yeah. That that is so stressful. And and just, just, just for the listeners, uh, this was the laugh factory just opened up. They were like fairly new. So they really couldn't take losses on like an independent show like that. But I, I have a great relationship with them. Now I haven't done the show there since, but it's not the same, you know, not that they kind of up and rolling. But yeah, yeah I just want to say that. Like, I don't want to be like, I, I hate the Laugh Factory. Calvin <laughs> <laughs> Evans hates the Laugh Factory? Soundbite. Uh, That's a soundbite sound right there. Calvin <laughs> Evans hates the Laugh Factory. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> that soundbite is going to go viral. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sabine, what about you for your first, what was your, the series of events that led you to producing your first show? Um, I think like, uh, Calvin said, like how, you know, you're new in the scene and you want to like, kind of show that you're here, you want to do something and, and you want to host something so you can, um, just be like, yeah, I'm here. I'm doing comedy. I started an open mic called, uh, at, or at Lazo's Tacos. That was my first hosting experience. And, uh, it was rough. I think hosting an open mic is rough. It's just, you, you once the list is like past 20 comics, you're like, oh God, my whole uh, night, my whole night is going to be here every week <laughs> for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, it was fun though. It was a great experience of just having to like, you're forced to make everyone feel good again, like after someone, but like, it's like, it's quicker, I guess, you know, and you, there's low stakes so you can play around more. And uh, that, that, that was really good. That was really good for me, but I, I don't do that anymore. My uh, one of my favorite hosting experiences was I ran a show with a few people called Best Night Ever um, in Chicago with like uh, Mike O'Keefe, Mike Cronin, Jessica Hong, and a few other people. It was it's it was a really great show, and like every time I would do it, I had such a good time. And they had an opening for another producer, and I was like, "Ooh, this this is fun!" Like I was no longer hosting my open mic because my uh, my co-host like like uh, moved. And I was like, well, I feel like it's just done. And there's plenty of open mics. I don't need this. And I'd rather keep myself available for other shows than run an open mic all night. Um, so I was just just done with that at that point. So then I started hosting uh, Best Night Ever. And that was my first time being a producer. And that's when I realized it's like work, you know, that you actually have to do stuff. You have to reach out to people. You have to like make sure they're like seats are filled like we were at the g-man tavern which is like their back room is so cute it's in wrigleyville um and it's it it was it was so nice we moved locations now it's at the lincoln lodge but um it was uh it was really fun because i liked all my co-producers like they were all my friends and so we would switch off hosting every week we'd have like stage time like you know every week and we'd have drop-ins too like some famous people would come and it'd be really fun and i I actually like really loved it. I was still stressed out because sometimes we'd only have like four people and it's like, do you call the show or do you keep it going? Like that just, that was hard. Cause I was like, I don't, I, I would feel so bad. Cause I'd be like, Oh, there's so many comics here. They're ready to like perform, but do they want to perform for four people? Like, what do I do? That was stressful. I like, it really was. It, so sometimes we would call it and then just rebook them for a different show. And that was fine. Um, but that was my, yeah, that was my favorite and kind of first like hosting a show of my own experience. And now that I'm kind of moving to New York, I, I'm not with best night ever anymore, but yeah. The, uh, the promotion element is hard, right? We were kind of talking about it, like, and obviously Sabine, you had mentioned Facebook ads and Instagram ads, uh, always 
have helped me a lot with the shows, but uh, word of mouth, Kevin, what has there been anything else that we haven't already just mentioned the obvious for promotions that have helped you bring people into the shows besides running an awesome show, right? If you, you have an awesome show that will many times garner its own audience. But aside from that, uh, anything that you've used or that's worked really well or has not worked well at all for promoting a show? I'll say uh, find find the venues that have like good foot traffic that you can that you partner with where they have they say hey we got this thing going on and it's, it funnels people into your show that they like the whatever venue is they they they're on board with whatever you're doing and then the second thing is texting every single person on your phone every person that you have ever met in life in college high school and saying hey I'm doing a show I just need you to come out one time. Just one time. I just need you. And I, I think that's 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 helped me a lot. I, um, I produced a show um, last October, November um, 2020. And it was like a and like a like a secret location. And it was only a certain amount of tickets. And I was able to sell it out uh, because like I would hit I was I hit up people that I knew personally to come out to the shows. And then they brought people. Um, but as of right now, I couldn't imagine trying to just fill a random space. Um, with with no network, with no network of people. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be creative. I just you just reminded me. I with the joke at the Oak, the joke Chicago. Uh, I joined a, a a dating app and paid for a paid subscription because you could create events in mm-hmm. the app that would come up as an option for people to join. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And, uh, and it totally worked. But the thing was, is that, uh, you know, uh, the missus would come along and we'd have all these older women come to the show and they'd be like, oh, hey, hey, Pat. Oh, hi. Can I buy you a drink? And then like sometimes they'd come solo and I'd try and uh, introduce them to comedians, which that's a terrible idea because most comedians can't talk to attractive people. Uh <laughs> without making fun of them. Uh, and uh, that was like, I found that like I had to really go outside of the box. Uh, and that was the one way of doing it to get people in. And, and I was surprised at how well that worked. And then I started just finding other types of services where like, it, like you could build an event and just paying like a low subscription fee. Uh, and that was one that worked that I, I didn't really tell a lot of people about because I wasn't sure how I felt about it. But uh, <laughs> a, bunch of, a bunch of single women coming for a date. <laughs> I just imagine their disappointed faces when they see you with your girlfriend. They're like, what? I think the disappointment started when they saw me, but uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so what about you? Is there any, any fun ways or like uh, different ways of promotions that you use that, that seem to work? Um, any fun ways? I don't know if these were fun at all. I mean, I think I, right now for the show, I just, try to like just show off like we have a really great photographer that we use for stage fest and I feel like he takes such great pictures of the show that I'll just like go into Canva and do some editing and like put it all together and make like some images look really good and be like whoa this is a really fun show you gotta come and make it just make it seem as like awesome as possible and then I mean I'm just sticking to like the Facebook ads and the the Instagram stuff and just putting a little bit of money behind it and I feel like that's been, that's actually been pretty helpful. So. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. We use that at Joke Yoke, right? We'd, uh, I mean, if you, if you're lucky enough to have Ashley Nicole shoot the show, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, her, she does such an amazing job. And then that was the part of the strategy of like giving performers, since we couldn't pay them financially, we would uh, give them free photos and a free clip uh, for every show. And that was, but that part of that was to promote it of like, so they would have it. So it looked, you know, we packed it out. So, 
then they would post it and there was a prominent sign joke at the oak at the irish oak fridays at 7 30 and so uh that was we found that a lot to be uh, a lot of help as people would see that comedian and also it, it drew in better comedians as well because they're like oh we want a clip in a fun room uh and that helped and then just having better comedians like fueled the promotion as well because then they would come or they would be excited to to perform a joke at the oak and uh, and then they'd bring their friends and then that was that was something that worked a lot because right as performers we can only ask our friends so many times right you don't go and you reach out every time but with the, the amount that you're performing right you're not doing that every time right yeah uh, um I think when when I'm when I'm personally producing something like I, I I'll post like if I'm doing a show, but when I'm personally producing like I'm putting my energy and time into it, then it's like hey, I'm doing this. I need you to come out because my parent my parents stopped coming to shows. My it's a lot, my family in general just stopped coming to shows <laughs> eight years ago. They were just like, is it important? Is are you going? Is it going to be on TV? And then no, we're not going to be there. <laughs> is it important? No, this isn't an important one. No, it's just a. You got some new jokes? Yeah, I got a couple, but so they yeah, they stopped coming out. <laughs> uh guys, we have uh we have about 10 minutes left. Uh and so uh first off, I wanna uh just say thank you before I forget to you both for being on uh the episode. Really appreciate it. But I want to ask this question of if you were to in let's say five sentences talk to someone who's never hosted before and they are about to host their first show. What are you, what are the, what's that conversation going to sound like? Mm, I would give them some tips, like right off the bat and just be like, the first thing that comes to mind is like, talk about the room, talk about how you feel in the room. Like, is it like, a, like, just talk about the environment that usually helps, uh, talk to the audience, ask some questions, just general questions, like, you know, or like, yeah, just like kind of want to make friends with the audience so do that in the best way that you can and stay really open and loose like you don't don't jump into material right away you know um and try to have fun Ugh, i hate saying that because it's like <laughs> <laughs> that, that that host is probably nervous but like yeah those are the first notes that i would say yeah. right, and with the questions there's always there's got to be a strategy for asking questions yeah. Right. What's what's the strategy for asking questions with an audience? Because you see, and to, for people who don't know, the context is if you ask a yes or no question and you don't have any follow up, and then you do that again, uh, you're going to lose people quickly. When I I'll say when I when I host, it's it's three questions: birthdays, out of town celebration, okay. and that that is to acknowledge anybody that will possibly. It, you want to get that out the way because a lot of times people show up with it for birthdays, like, oh, is that? Like they want to be acknowledged, like, oh, we're here. Or, or oh, we celebrating this thing. So it's like, okay, let's, let's, let's get everybody to clap for you. So you can be like, okay, everybody knows. Everybody knows that, you know, I did that thing or I'm from here. So it's just like, and then you had, I had some fun with them. Like, I mean, just, you know, hosting over the years. It's like, I got, I got something to say, you know, in traveling, you have something to say about everything. Oh, what brings you here? What do you do? How did y'all meet? Like just those questions right there to kind of engage the crowd. And also when you when you're super funny and quick um, with like responses, it turns other people off. Like, oh, let me not let me not yell out anything because he got everybody laughing just off of, oh, I'm 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 37. Oh, your birthday. Oh, this is an unimportant birthday for you. So don't next. You know what I'm saying? Just having like having stuff like it's like some stuff is like pre-planned, but it's also like they lay up. So it's like 
calming that crowd down with like simple questions. And, and sometimes you're like, anybody celebrating anything? Any birthdays? Any out of towners? And it's just like, nope. Okay, well, we can. I, I'll tell. I'll tell a few jokes about you know local jokes. I, I love. I'm from Chicago. A little bit about myself to make you get to know. So it's like just things like that 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 you you know that you can use to 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 bring the you know bring everybody in at the beginning of the show. Oh, I like that a lot, Kel. I just so many times you see the comedians who don't do any of that, uh, and it's painful. So, Kel, what would you say to someone first time hosting, and they're just say you're on the lineup, and you find out it's their first time hosting? What are you saying to them? Um, like Sabine said, I, and it sounds crazy saying, have fun, have fun, engage with the crowd. Um, the show is the show is not about you, so at any time you can get off stage. At any time, there's always somebody next, you know, coming behind you. So again, have fun. Don't don't put any pressure on yourself. Oh man, that joke didn't work. Well, I got a funny, another funny comedian, or a funny. I got somebody that's funny and it's coming up. Yeah. So it's like never the, the the pressure is only to stick. You have a script, and if all fails, stick to the script. Talent, uh, talent. Uh, and then the next part before we finish this out is any questions you guys would want to ask each other. Uh, about hosting or things that you think that we haven't covered that are important to hosting. And we can throw producing in as well. Uh, Sabine, what was your, what was the, the worst host you've ever experienced? Oh, like someone else hosting a show? Yeah. Like you, like, like, so, like you saw it and you were like, Oh, that's not, that's not good. Well, you, you already mentioned the, the one guy. The one guy. The, yeah. I think that might've been the worst one, but I, it's like I notice trends, like where I'll see like bad hosts, and I can see that they're doing the same things. <laughs> like, um, either they're being like, mm, they're just like not. It's it's hard to say like be likable. Like well, maybe you're just not a likable person, but like mm -hmm. I don't know. Like some like you gotta like don't be so bitter as a host. Don't be like so angry. Like you gotta be playful. I guess that's the sign of a good host so like if I can if I see a host not wanting to engage and not wanting to like um play around with the audience and just that's I don't know they, they build like a weird negative energy there so it's like that's bad and like yeah when like that that was the worst one because he just didn't acknowledge anything that was going on in the room and I was like you have so much power like why wouldn't you do that like why wouldn't you fix the room um I think that was like the worst one that I've seen and I feel like there's so many situations, but like none of them are coming to my mind right now. Um, and yeah, I think that's really it. But my question for you, Calvin, is like, do you like, how do you, what is your go-to? Cause I feel like, I think maybe some people are just good at it and some people just need to work on that. But like whenever a comic comes up and they're doing their jokes and I'm hosting, like sometimes like I'm not, maybe I'm not that quick to come up with like, a funny like button to their joke, like in the middle, like, you know what I'm saying? Like before I bring up the next comic, like, what do you do? Like, do you always try to do that where you're like, Oh, this comic, let me like say a quick thing about what they just said and then bring up the next comic. Or do you, I mean, I guess we did talk about this in the beginning, but like, are you comfortable with that? Are you one of those comics? If, if it's something like, if I feel, if they say something and it, and it, and something is like, Oh, this is funny. And I feel like what I said is like on par or a little, you know what I'm saying? Like it has to be at the level of like, oh, that was funny or I just had this thought and I feel like I can share it and I feel like it's a good laugh. I'll say it, but sometimes people go up and I, 
I'm like, oh, I got nothing. Let's just keep it rolling. Like, if I'm not, if I don't feel like I'm adding any value to if this, you know what I'm saying? Like, if this little seasoning isn't going to make it take, you know, make things taste a little better, then it's just like, ah, oh, that's fine. Let's keep it rolling. That's that's good to know. Yeah. Sometimes I like add pressure to myself about that. I'm like, oh, I got to have something funny to say for this, like between these two comics. But you know, you, sometimes you don't have anything. So and that's fine because it's not it's not about us. Yeah. That's why we get the we get the least amount of time and we that alongs. <laughs> yeah, that's why we get told we should do comedy after the show. <laughs> we should try comedy after that. Uh, Kelvin, I do want to ask, what's your worst that you've seen? The worst that you've oh ever- man, I did a show, and the I, I can't say I can't say the host was a host because she was just she was just bringing people to the stage like like it was like a meeting. It was like. So say like it, like the, the, the next comic got off. All right, all right, one more time for Sabine. Pat, come on, come on, Pat. Pat, come get the mic. <laughs> like, no, no, man, get one more time for Sabine. That was super funny. Next comic I got coming to, it was just like, Pat. Pat, Pat. And, it, and it's like, you just, you just getting up like, I, oh, now? Like, that's, the, <laughs> it was the, it was like the, the crowd and the, and the space. It was like, it was TVs on. It was a table of well, I guess that they own the spot. It was a table of people just sitting at the table talking, like having an all full out conversation. And she didn't address anything. It was just like, all right, next, Pat, come on, Pat. And it, was, <laughs> so when I went on stage, I talked about everything. I was just like, this is not. This, we shouldn't be doing this. We sh- we shouldn't even be here right now. So I just talked about everything. It's when you're that one person who does address what's going on that no one else does. It's like, a, it's a game changer in a show, uh, right? It is. So if you just call it out, just call it out because it's like, don't pretend, you know, like it's in the corner. This is, this is happening. Right, you know, it's, it's a hole in the ceiling. It's water coming out. You don't, nobody, okay. <laughs> okay. Fire on that wall over there. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Kelvin and Sabim, anything you two would like to plug before we finish this out? Um, I guess, yeah, just like follow me on Instagram at Sabine Comedy. And follow Stage Fest Live. Like, we live stream this show, and you could, like, win prizes even if you're not in the room. It's, it's pretty fun. Terrific. And Kelvin? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, at Calvin Evans Comedy, and watch, watch Southside on HBO Max. Uh, I'm a reoccurring character, and I want to keep reoccurring into an actual <laughs> regular. So keep watching. Keep watching. All right. Terrific. Okay. Uh, Kelvin and Sabine, thank you so much for doing this. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the episode. Uh, like, subscribe. You know what to do. Of the po- of the comicspodcast.com. Follow us on the old Instagram of the comics. And uh, you too, I can't thank you enough for being on the show and all the great work you always do. Uh, I learn from both of you every time I perform with you. So, uh, Kelvin and Sabine, uh, thank you so much uh, for doing this today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.